Right, J Crypto here once again, and I got a really interesting video for you, ladies and gentlemen, today. We're going to be talking about NFTs. So, what inspired this video, I should first say, is I was listening to a podcast that I listen to pretty much every time they drop a new podcast because I like to get diverse opinions. And it was between um, Matt Kalish and Gary Vaynerchuk on a podcast called Pops and Drops. Uh, I actually really do like Gary B a lot. And he is sort of on a different spectrum than me because he's looking at NFTs on the Ethereum side where I'm looking at NFTs that you know can cash flow and are part of projects, ecosystems. And I feel like my strategy is more about the... Uh, cash flowing opportunities where his is either about the buy and holds or arbitrage opportunities. But maybe that's not even as well said as I could say it. The point is, they are obsessed. Whenever they talk about NFTs, they go on, I believe they're using DAP radar, maybe a different source. And they're obsessed with Ethereum based NFTs. Um, Not even really like Axie Infinity. I haven't heard them talk much about the Axie Infinity uh, NFTs which is much more up my alley than things like CryptoPunks and Board Ape Yacht Club, um, the Mutinate Yacht Club, where you take the Board Apes, you feed them a potion, <laughs> and they turn to Mutant Apes. Uh, Mebits, they talk about Pudgy Penguins a little bit. Um, World of Women, they talk about quite a bit. And a lot of these things are like very digital art, artsy. So here's my here's my thing. I think once they realize, because if we look at the 24-hour volume, Axie Infinity is number one. If we look at the seven-day volume, Mutant Ape, Yacht Club, Loot, and then Axie Infinity is number three. But if we look at the 30-day for volume, Axie Infinity is number one. I think what's going to happen, because we're a lot of people that follow my channel operate on the Binance Smart Chain. I listen to you guys. I talk to you guys. It's just a lot cheaper for gas fees and... I think that the traditional, not the traditional, I guess the essence of crypto is, it's kind of funny because you think of Binance Smart Chain versus Ethereum and you think, okay, Ethereum is way more decentralized than Binance Smart Chain. True. But I think the essence of crypto is basically bringing economic equality like to the people. I think that's kind of, we can all agree the premises of crypto and decentralization are basically that. And at this moment in time, I'm not saying that Ethereum can't shift things down the road. A lot of retail investors and the culture of crypto, I believe, and a lot of projects why they moved over to Binance Smart Chain, especially in the Asian markets, they are, you know, doing that because it's a lot cheaper and faster and easier for the everyday person to use crypto to buy nfts and not pay these absorbent amount of gas fees of 50 60 100 dollars i tried to pull out some liquidity i had on uniswap the other day (laughs) it cost me it was gonna cost me 120 dollars of gas 120 dollars of gas so i'm just gonna keep it there but that's just a little story for you. I mean, if I'm paying around, you know, 10% of the liquidity, I'm, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait it out. I'm earning some fees on my liquidity, so it's totally fine. And um, it's all good. I didn't need it. I just wanted to see if I could pull it out and put it into something else. 
So here's my assumption, okay? So look at this, right? I study this every day. Look at this. We got, first of all, I'll, t I'll lay out my assumption. My assumption is this. Once they realize why Axie Infinity is trading so much, and maybe they already do. Maybe they're talking about it now because I know that they wait a bit to launch their podcast. The podcast that I was listening in, look, Gary Vaynerchuk and Matt Kalish both run these, you know, million dollar, you know, um, I'm not sure if it's million or billion dollar businesses. I don't want to undercut them, but very, very high net worth businesses. And basically, maybe they just don't have time to, to see what's going on. Or maybe they do see what's going on and they have other reasons for not talking about it. Or maybe they're about to talk about it. But the big elephant in the room with these NFT projects, okay? And I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, he's just saying this because he's on the Binance Smart Chain and he wants all of his Binance Smart Chain NFTs to to go up in value. Guys, that's not what I'm saying at all. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. I just think the big elephant in the room is once they realize this is an ecosystem and a P2E game, which they probably already know that part, that's generating revenue both for players and the reason why these NFTs are generating the most volume of $806 million this month is simply due to the fact that they have a killer marketplace where they not only can trade NFTs of axes, but NFTs of all sorts of things. And once they realize that this is a, in my opinion, a inferior product to something like my DeFi pet, even though my DeFi pet isn't fully complete, but they're building it out and it's going to be much more efficient, cheaper, easier. Um, once you can stake your NFTs to earn DPET, once you can play to earn and Maybe they'll put in things like potions and things of that nature. Once they realize the trend that it's going, we're like, yeah, okay, it's going to cost you a lot of gas fees just to play this, or um, excuse me, just to um, just to trade or sell NFTs on this platform of Ethereum with Axie Infinity. They might start to look at other options besides Ethereum, okay, like Binance Smart Chain, like Polygon, Matic. And so on and so forth. And don't get me started with Solana and Cardano, which I think it's only moments before. It probably will take a bit of time. Like I've been rolling this around in my head quite a bit before we see huge scale NFT projects of Cardano and uh, Solana. But those are, I guess we can call them third gen blockchains. We could call Bitcoin first gen. We could call Ethereum second gen. And maybe we could call those third gen blockchains. Those third-gen blockchains, they're going to be absorbently more, uh, not only efficient, not only fast, not only cheaper, but also, in my opinion, more complex. And with complexities, they can create things that we haven't even imagined yet. And just due to that, just due to that, I think that it's just so early to just call, yeah, okay, CryptoPunks, that's obviously, I have Kanye West, I believe, having a CryptoPunk. As his Twitter handle, I get it. Okay, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, you know, who knows, right? Some of these things probably, okay. But once I think they realize that, look, some of these projects are inferior to projects being built on Binance Smart Chain, number one. Number two, once they realize that some of these projects not only are inferior, but less accessible to everybody, even though that could change in a couple of years. 
once they realize that they're less accessible to everybody, yeah, that's another reason. Okay, Binance Smart Chain might grab some attention because they built out so many ecosystems. And I'm going to show you some NFT projects on Binance Smart Chain. And I'm going to show you how far they are down the list before we even get to the first one, which is a well-known project on Binance Smart Chain. But still, it's so far down the list. It only takes one moment for something like my DeFi pet to become mainstream and then have a marketplace for all of a sudden, these guys that are looking at this list wondering, oh, should I get art blocks? Oh, should I get like, and when I say guys, I mean billionaires. Okay. It's, oh, should I get Board Ape Yacht Club? Oh, should I get art blocks? Oh, should I get Mebits? They're going to start to see, wait, wait a second. What's my DeFi pet? Why is it ranked number two? Why is it ranked number one? It only takes a moment like that for all these billionaires' attention to drastically change like this. Like, wait a second, I thought Ethereum was the only player. I thought Ethereum was the only was the only player here. Why, why is this Binance Smart Chain project that's also on Cardia Chain all of a sudden passing CryptoPunks, right? It doesn't even have a marketplace yet. My DeFi pet does not even have a marketplace yet. If it's cheaper and more efficient to trade DPETs on a marketplace, that's just going to result in more volume because I don't believe, I'm very certain that the volume is not counting gas fees. If it was, yeah, okay, Ethereum might be number one no matter what happens because the gas fees are so high. But the volume is not counting the gas fees. And then as soon as one of those projects, right, goes up in volume, that's going to lead to a flood of these NFTs on Binance Smart Chain that, in my opinion, are drastically underpriced because they have so much more use, utility than a lot of these top tier NFTs on, on like the on the top, I guess, 20, right? It's going to lead to a flood of money going into these other projects. And it might not be Binance Smart Chain. It could be Polygon. We'll, we'll see what happens. Like Me Masters is one that reminds me of Axie Infinity. If Me Masters gets all their sh uh, stuff together and they open up their marketplace and they're a real PDE game, it's so much cheaper and more efficient that all it takes is a jump from the number 700 spot to the number nine spot for a project like that down the road in volume to gain everyone's attention and really shake up the market. And that's when you're going to start to see, in my opinion, a lot of these art projects, as I call them. And I know that I'm not trying to be condescending because, listen, I get it, man. This is what's hot right now. Okay. But this is also, in my opinion, what's the bubble, right? These art projects are what's the bubble. I'm not saying you can't arbitrage and make money off of them. I'm just saying that it's not going to give you consistent cash flows just by holding them if they don't have any use or utility other than changing and rearranging. Maybe they're fun to have because you like to look at them. That's cool too, and I respect that. That's totally fine. That's a whole different thing that I'm talking about. But once people realize that there's NFTs that you can buy that have real use and utility, like the Axie Infinity NFTs, it's going to be a game changer. The only other theory that I have on this, and I can go into this maybe a little bit after, is if a DEX, if, if a play-to-earn game, if you know, some other decentralized application that can create revenue and create profit sharing and ecosystem profits and passive income signs one of these projects, okay? This is a theory that I literally came up with the other night at like 12 o'clock. And I was just thinking about this stuff and rolling it around. And I was like, what's stopping one of the top decentralized exchanges on 
Solana to just say, hey, you know what? We're going to sign Mutant API Club NFTs and we're going to work with them to build in real utility on their NFTs, meaning they're going to take a famous renowned project of NFTs, in which case it kind of puts a hole in my theory. That's why I want to present it as like an opposite point of view that I came up with myself too. <laughs> um, that just blows a hole in my own theory too. In which case, then it might not matter because then you'll see decentralized exchanges, partner, which are creating revenue, by the way, which is a missing piece that some of these art project NFTs have. They're going to sign these NFT projects. They're going to say, hey, you know what? We're going to build real use case and utility. And for every holder of a Mutant API Club NFT, we're going to make um, some sort of profit sharing ability because number one, that's going to bring in a ton of people onto our decentralized exchange. Number two, it's going to bring a ton of awareness onto our blockchain or decentralized exchange. Number three, we can split this, um, you know, more of like a partnership where every time that something is trading on the bridged version of the NFT on Solana or something of that nature, we're getting a piece of the pie too. So now the decentralized exchange and the NFT owners are making money. And that would be a hedge for NFT owners of these major top 100 projects to just be like, you know what? Maybe this is a bubble. Maybe we should be careful. And if our project by chance, like just doesn't provide any utility other than being a piece of art that changes and we can like breed with them and stuff like that, then maybe it would be good to add a passive income element to our holders and partner with a decentralized application that we really believe in. In which case you could see this entire top 100 chart really gain a ton of value down the road. And maybe that will happen. But it's just really hard to, to envision that happening. So this is more important, though. I'm going to show you how far down the list the first Binance Smart Chain project is, okay? So I'm going to name out some that I like see. So first of all, Axie Infinity, I'm a huge fan of because it is a PDE game. There's a lot of utility. They have a marketplace where gamers can now trade their NFTs. This space is so underestimated because PDE games not only will have investors, right? And not only will have arbitragers, right? Not only will have gamers, but if you take the investment field, if you take people that arbitrage on eBay, and then you take the gaming industry and you combine and mash them all into one, then the market cap of that field is absurd, absurd, right? So that's what people I think are forgetting to look at. This is a mashup of three different industries that are so large in the world economics that, I mean, once this goes mainstream, it's going to be really crazy. And it's not even the most superior product, in my opinion, out there. So then we have CryptoPunks. Obviously, we have Board 8 Yacht Club and Mutant Ape Yacht Club, MeBits, Pudgy Penguins. Um, I could see, um, you know, Board 8 Yacht Club creating a lot of different series i think they already have um world of women board ape kennel club <laughs> uh cyber kongs nba top shot in my opinion that has a little bit of ip so that's eth or sorry that's the flow blockchain so that's like really besides zen zen rud that's really the first you know nft project on the 30 day that kind of um, penetrates this Ethereum wall, if you will. V, friend, v Friends, I'm a huge fan of V Friends, by the way. 
Um, like I said, I do like Gary V. And I think that these NFTs are on the safer side if you really want to buy something that holds a lot of value and could have a lot of value down the road. Um, the craziest thing is how many projects in the top 100 are brand new. Let's see, anything else? Okay, so this is a PDE game. It's called Avagochi, and it's on Polygon. I've actually covered this on the channel before. So let's look at its volume. So its total volume is what? It's $9 million in the past month. Fair. Um, as you can see, we're already at what? Number 80? Jeez. Alien Worlds. This is the number one game of users right now. And it has a total volume of 2.4 million. And that's on the Wax blockchain which is really known for NFTs, like OG NFT projects, I'd say. Ember Sword, which is a newer, I believe, PDE game on Polygon. And then right behind Ember Sword is the first BSC uh, NFT project, which is called Non-Fungible Apes. That has a $1.2 million um, volume over the last 30 days. I'm a huge fan of Non-Fungible Apes because they are part of the ApeSwap exchange and the Binance Smart Chain. Now, what's very interesting about the ApeSwap exchange and the Binance Smart Chain is it won the most valuable builder phase two for all of BSC projects that applied, and it had 500 competitors. Also, I've seen airdrops go directly to non-fungible ape holders since it's a decentralized exchange. It kind of makes sense because if you're having projects list on your decentralized exchange, do you guys know what IDOs are? It's an initial DEX offering. So not, uh, ApeSwap has initial DEX offerings. It's kind of like an IPO for a crypto project. So basically it makes sense because the crypto project will you know, launch on a decentralized exchange that a lot of people use. The decentralized exchange will have a section that you can actually buy in at the right time of the IDO, the initial DEX offering. And then they're gonna provide liquidity. People can provide liquidity with the token and earn fees, or they can just hold the token because they believe in it. Non or ApeSwap created this thing called IAOs, which are called initial ape offerings. <laughs> so some of their initial ape offerings actually give airdrops to all the non-fungible ape holders, which is a pretty interesting spin on NFTs. Their NFTs do look like the, the traditional, you know, artsy NFTs. They're really cool looking actually. They're more like crypto punky where they have like that, I don't know, very old school, not sleek looking look of apes. And some of the apes have cigars. Some of the apes have like different clothes. They look like gangsters. Some of the apes look like smart with like glasses. And then they have like ultra rare ape NFTs, which have like a space background that moves. So the utility is unlimited for the non-fungible ape holders since ApeSwap is a DAX and creates revenue and they can continue to add utility down the road, right? So that I thought was pretty cool. Splinterlands is another BSC project. It's actually multi-chain, so you can actually go onto Splinterlands from various different chains. It's listed here as a WAX project, but I would call this like a real multi-chain project. And its volume over the last 30 days is only $916,000, okay? Um, then you have Funko, you have Tops MLB, you have Green Rabbit, all, all wax projects. So as you can see, there's like a lot of groundwork and money being spent on these other NFT projects before 
one of the number one NFT projects on the Binance Smart Chain, right? Which was the non-fungible apes. Crypto Kitties is all the way down at 121, just to give you some perspective. You have our planet at number 122, which is on the wax. You have Art Vaders, which is an NFT project on Polygon, number 124. Ethling is a newer project on Polygon, 126. And then you also have uh, Colonized Mars, 128. Um, but remember, guys, a lot of the projects that I cover, they just don't have marketplaces yet. So keep that in mind, because once they get marketplaces, because right now we're only seeing Wax and ETH because the marketplaces are already established on Wax and ETH. But a lot of these PDE games need their own inner marketplace. So that's why we're not seeing them come up as much. Um, the next, I'm just going to search for the next BSC if they show it. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. They only do the top 179. So we're not going to get any more. So there's only really one BS or two BSC projects that contribute to the volume. And I wouldn't even call Splinterlands a BSC project. I would just say that like once Binance Smart Chain gets a little spotlight, it only takes a marketplace of something that's, you know, like my DeFi pet, which is a superior product. It's going to be pushed in Asia. It's going to be pushed here in America. Um, it's one of the most promising PDE games at one of the most it won the most top three most valuable builders of, phase, of um, MVB phase two, along with ApeSwap. It only takes a moment like that to really shift the top collections. Okay. So that's my theory. I think, and like we, we're seeing it, we're seeing that Axie Infinity, right? Which is going to be, you know, something of historical value. I understand it's on a, less superior blockchain. I get that they have easier ways to trade within the Axie Infinity ecosystem, but still the volume for the last 30 days for Axie Infinity, it's insane. It's $806 million. It's number one, number one of all NFT collections. And ask yourselves one question. Is the number one NFT collection that has the most volume an art project or is it a play to earn game? significantly more volume, 130, uh, basically about $170 million more of volume than CryptoPunks. That's insane. That's insane. And let's see the 24 hour. $24 million on Axie Infinity. $14 million more than CryptoPunks. That's in the last 24 hours. That's insane. Unbelievable. Let's go the last 24 hours and see if we can find, you know, the last, um, or the closest BSC project real quick before I let you go. I think it's still going to be the ape swap, but let's see if we can find another. I think Ape Swap on the 30 day was around 130. But look, it's in the top 100 on the 24 hour. I think you're going to start to see these BSC NFT projects start to break through because they just have so much utility. These aren't just art projects. These are this is stuff that's like not dreaming of having utility.
they already have utility. Non-fungible apes already have utility. So if you have a non-fungible ape, so I want to congratulate you. That's probably a smart investment right now, considering that it already has utility. Even if it doesn't hit the top 10, you don't need to bank on trading it. It's going to give you IAOs, initial APA offering drops. Just by holding this, this is giving you real passive income, which is really cool. And ApeSwap can continue to add functionality. It's the number one collection on the entire Binance Smart Chain in the last 24 hours. Let's see if we can find any BSC that are like just breaking through that we haven't really expected to yet. You know what's a project that I think can break through if they can win in the top 10 most valuable builders of MVB Phase 3? And if you don't know what MVB Phase 3 is, it's actually a competition of Binance Smart Chain where 500 projects, they'll take in the first 500 to list. And they give all these rewards and benefits like listing on the Binance exchange and giving them like full audits and like just a lot of different stuff that a crypto project really likes. And they compete for a theme. So the theme might be NFTs, right? And then they'll all compete to see which ones have the most innovative NFTs. The real innovation is happening, in my opinion, on the Binance Smart Chain because I look at ETH projects too. Like I'm not just looking at Binance Smart Chain, but they just, I feel like ETH, Ethereum NFT projects are in their own echo chamber where they they only are they have this tunnel vision where they can't see that they're just copying each other so much and they're not really doing anything really new or unique. And if you go over to Binance Smart Chain, you just see what's happening. It's insane some of the stuff that these projects are coming up with. So the project that I would say has a chance to really break through is going to be BabySwap. The reason why is because they've already listed on Treasureland's NFT place and they're starting to gain volume. Obviously, we can't see that right now because they're just not there. So ApeSwap's the only BSC NFT project. But again, a lot of these NFT projects have way less utility than some of the NFT projects coming up on the Binance Smart Chain or Polygon. I think we saw some Polygon things break through. So it'll be interesting to see what happens I'm very excited for some of these places to have marketplaces. I'm not sure if the marketplaces are being tracked very well on, you know, DAP radar because I would assume that even though Crypto Blades the last two weeks has been like slowly on the decline, I would assume that they had like a huge jump in volume at one point. So I wonder if they broke through, especially when some of the projects in the top, you know, the last 50 if you will, have such little volume. I don't believe that they're tracking every BSC project. And from what I understand, this is what a lot of people are looking at for NFT projects. So if DAP Radar was to just, and I wonder, yeah, like what the heck? Why is DAP Radar not tracking more BSC projects? Because I guarantee you there's marketplaces on BSC DAPs that have way more volume. And how cool would it be to be a billionaire and see that, oh, wait a second, NFT projects in the top 100 or even top 10 are from the Binance Smart Chain? Wouldn't that encourage you if you were a billionaire to start learning about Binance Smart Chain NFTs? Isn't that kind of like the track that should happen? So it, whether it's due to just, you know, I guess manipulate, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that this is the case, but whether Dapp Radar is just suppressing these NFT projects on Binance Smart Chain, to just create much more momentum for the ones on Ethereum on purpose because of manipulation, whether it's just an honest mistake and they just are not, you know, competent enough, I guess. I know that sounds mean. I don't want to be mean to Dapp Radar. I love Dapp Radar, but whether they're just not 
fully set up to, I mean, look at this. This is an ad for buying a pet. Whether they're just not, maybe it's targeting me though, because I, you know, look at uh, <laughs> buying a smart chain projects all the time. Whether they're just not competent enough, I'll be mean, whatever, to, <laughs> I'm sorry, that right there. If this is an honest mistake, then I don't mean this in a bad way, but whether they're just not competent enough yet or have the right tools or essentials to track the volume that's happening on BSC projects and they're really just focusing on ETH, which I don't think is fair because if you look at the last, what was it, 24 hours, and you have projects that literally have no volume and they're Ethereum-based projects, I think that's pretty crazy. I don't think that's right because I know for a fact that there's projects on BSC that are posting at least tens of thousands of dollars of volume every single day just from trading. And I know because I follow them on my channel. I look at them every day on my channel. So I feel like it's a mixture between we need that one project like my DeFi pet or ape swaps, you know, apes to just really take over. We need that to happen on Solana or Cardano. We need that to happen on a different blockchain and break the ETH monopoly on these, in my opinion, less of a good investment NFT projects that are exploiting in value because of arbitrage and just billionaires thinking that they're, you know, getting the best thing, mixing that with a little bit of Dapper is just not doing a great job of reporting what actually is happening. So people just don't have the data that I might have because, or you might have if you follow my channel religiously, because we actually look at these projects marketplaces and we can see things that are trading and we know what the price is of a Binamars freaking, you know, egg and whatnot. And what people are selling a ferry on that project for one, like 1,200 Mars tokens because it costs 2000 to hatch an egg, but that specific NFT has like the least amount of passive income um, because it's 1x per block of farming. Things of that nature. Real in-depth look. When my DeFi pet gets going, when they get the marketplace, if they explode, if it, it just takes one. Or you know what else is funny about this? Where is Bunny Park? Because I know for a fact that Bunny Park is selling NFTs for thousands of dollars and there's a good turnover rate every single day. Um, I've never tried to sell a Bunny Park NFT though, so I don't know if that's even like a thing or if they've built out that option yet. Maybe that's why they're not on here. But that's another one. Like their whole thing is NFTs. Where are they? How come they're not here? And if it's volume, then shouldn't it at least show that people are buying the NFTs from the actual project? I don't know, guys. Something seems a little fishy to me, but my point of making this video is to show you, especially if you're an ETH NFT lover, be careful because if one project from Binance Smart Chain gets in the top 10, everyone's focus will shift. It will be an explosion on a different blockchain. I think everyone will get a little freaked out because what they thought they were getting is just not really what's as valuable. And I'm going to stay true to this thesis. And you know what? I might be wrong. Maybe this digital art stuff will just be the thing. I disagree. It's just I'm using my logic. I'm going to stick to my gut. I feel like you got to stick to your gut sometimes and not just follow what everyone else is doing. Because sometimes, dude, like that's just like a recipe for disaster. And who knows? Maybe if you agree with this insight, maybe we're right. Maybe we are absolutely right. And once they realize that PDE games are severely severely, you know, of less quality on the Ethereum blockchain right now than they are on Polygon and BSC. And once they realize the potential 
of people pouring over onto these other blockchains, at least from the pool of people that already use Ethereum and how easy and cheaper it will be to trade, to arbitrage, to hold, to invest into these NFT projects. I think at that moment, we're gonna see an explosion. And even like if we just look, the real core of my thesis is this. Axie Infinity is a P2E game. Does P2E games really, does decentralization really matter to P2E games? So far from what I've seen studying P2E games, no. No one cares about, the only thing people care about is if it's fair to actually give you the passive income. And what guys like me care about is, is the project that you're investing in actually able to make revenue besides just giving out money for completing challenges, inflating their own token price, which brings down the value of everyone's passive income to a point where you're not getting any anymore. Like with Crypto Blades, that's what happened there. So those are my insights on NFTs and currently the NFT trends. I was listening to Pops and Drops and I was just thinking to myself, geez, these guys are only looking at the top 10. They have no idea that like some of the reporting is wrong, number one, because we saw it. I mean, there's definitely NFT projects in the last 24 hours that posted way more volume on different blockchains and they're not even reporting those. They're not even reporting those. So how do we know that there's not already a Binance Smart Chain project that's doing $200,000 worth of volume every single day? We don't. We have no way of knowing. And that's sad. That's really sad. So if you're from DAP Radar, can you explain this? Can you give us an insight? If you're not from DAP Radar and you want to contact them, feel free to do it if you feel necessary. If you're from Ethereum, I know this is probably is not what you want to hear, but I mean, it's good to get different viewpoints, I always think. So even if you disagree with me, like, at least you got a different viewpoint. And if you stuck around, then I respect you just for hearing me out. And I'm not saying that, you know, if you own a CryptoPunk, you're in a bad spot. Like, that's a little bit different. But maybe if you own, I don't know, <laughs> watch me say, like, settlements, and then boom, all of a sudden, settlements becomes, like, the number one NFT project ever. But, like, one of these, you know, maybe 10 to 20, or even 11 to 20, more, like, on the 30-day than the 24-hour day. Yeah, I would say from like 10 to 20, obviously Pudgy Penguins may be an exception, but like 9 to 21 maybe. <laughs> maybe you are in not as good of a spot as you think, okay? Because if the reporting's wrong, you think that you're getting something with the most volume. But look, this is a PDE game. This is a PDE game. Any PDE game can bridge to Ethereum. So if a great PDE game is using... Uh, Binance Smart Chain, and they're starting on Binance Smart Chain because they can build quicker, build faster, gain more adoption, and test their products more than a stubborn project that may be building on Ethereum, not able to get as much adoption or traction because the gas fees are high, not able to get as much testing in because they're not you know, putting out products as quickly. What's stopping that project that's really refined on Binance Smart Chain? to just jump over to ETH in a bear market when the gas fees are lower and then start a new trend. I mean, nothing. Nothing is stopping that. So I think people drastically underestimate the impact of PDE games. I think people drastically underestimate the impact of passive income NFTs. And we are seeing it because if, if art projects is what you know people like, then wait till you invest in an art project that gives you passive income. Like that's going to be insane, especially if it's on a different blockchain and breaks this monopoly that ETH has, the stranglehold. 
Okay, that's enough of a rant from me. And it doesn't have to be BSC. It can be it can be Cardia Chain. It can be uh, Cardano. It can be it can be Solana. Right? It's just gonna happen. I think in this next few months, one day we're gonna look back at this video. I'm gonna be like, see, I told you, Ape Swap, boom, number ten, number number nine. What's Ape Swap? Everyone's gonna be looking at Ape Swap. Oh, okay. What are some other decentralized exchange NFTs? Like it's already number ninety nine on the twenty four hour. It's number thirty four. Like it's posting a good amount of volume. Just wait, just wait, just wait. And that's another thought. If you're really into NFTs, maybe you start to look in the top hundred list, even though that there is malreporting going on, in my opinion. <laughs> and you find what's the highest ranked NFT collection right now on another blockchain. So, for example, what's the number one highest ranked NFT project on the 30 day? On the Wax blockchain, what's the number one NFT project on the BSC blockchain or on the Flow blockchain? And then you start to diversify because now, even though I don't really, I'm not like a huge fan of like, let's say Flow, just because I don't really, you know, I, I think that they're, they're not moving like quick enough, in my opinion, but something like BSC. And you know what's funny about ApeSwap, by the way? ApeSwap's already bridged over to Polygon, guys. So they aren't completely centralized. Like, it's not a centralized... It's a called a decentralized exchange for a reason. You can use ApeSwap on Polygon. You can use it on BSC. Eventually, you're probably going to be able to use it on Ethereum. And then what happens to their collection? Are they going to call it an ETH collection? I hope not. I hope not. Because where was it started? It was started on BSC. Anyways, it gets me fired up because I hear these billionaires talk and I'm just like, you guys are missing, I think, the boat. You guys are totally missing the boat. There's NFT projects building insanely cool utility. And the coolest utility, by the way, if I had to say besides Axie Infinity, is going to be VFriends. So shout out to Gary B. I think he's doing a great job over there with his VFriends project. Obviously he is because if we just look on the 30-day, right? Let's look at the 30-day. We can see that VFriends, where is it? I thought it was in the top 20. It's number 25 with $30 million, which I don't understand. Why is this with $30 million? I mean, oh, okay, I see what's happening. Never mind, never mind. Yeah, I think that this is a great project, to be honest with you. I vouch. I've looked at all of the NFTs that he has. He has some really cool ones. Like, And what I like that he did is he's made his hollow NFTs. So he has different... It's like sports cards, because I used to trade sports cards. And it's like he made a you know holographic um, version of his NFTs. He's made different varieties of like color schemes and... And each skew has a different, so like, for example, a gold LeBron James 2018 Panini Prism first year when it was on the Lakers, it, there's one of 10, right? Whereas like a camo LeBron James from the same year, there's like 25 of them. So he's done that with some of his NFTs, added a different flair. They're going to be the originals. He's going to create different series. He's going to create a series next year, probably, or the year after. And uh, each NFT has its very own utility. So I do like that because you can go have a tennis match with Gary B if you pay enough ETH for the NFT <laughs> once a year for three years or something of that nature. You can get a gift from Gary NFT. I've, saw, I've seen his GOAT 
NFTs. That's what Matt Kalish and Gary were talking about today on when I was listening to the podcast. So I do like his NFTs if we're talking about NFTs, but I'm just telling you that a lot of these art project NFTs, be careful of, really be careful. I think Zenrun is actually a PDE game too. Let's check it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is definitely a PDE game and it's also on Polygon. I actually did a review on this once. That's how I know. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting project. I think it's pretty severely, now that I'm looking at it, guys, I think that this is ridiculous. I mean, if we just look, their reporting is so bad on DAP Radar. It really is. The more I look at this. All right. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, once they fix their reporting, once they show some more transparency of what the heck is going on with BSC, and once some billionaires catch on, oh, wait a second. If I buy this NFT, this is like owning digital real estate in the form of a stake of a stock exchange. And imagine owning like a portion of the New York Stock Exchange and or like a piece of art that is from the New York Stock Exchange. And every time a company lists on the New York Stock Exchange, you're getting like, I don't know, maybe like 30 of the stocks of any new company that lists on their stock exchange. That's like what ApeSwap's NFT program kind of does. I've seen only a few instances where they do airdrops, but still, you're getting some airdrops of new projects listing on ApeSwap, which is a decentralized exchange. So when you look at it like that, it's insane the potential. Plus they're on Polygon too. So now you're not only getting airdrops on Polygon, but also on Binance Smart Chain of different projects. And I think that that's pretty cool too. And there's so many users of ApeSwap guys like and girls. So that's another reason. But um, PancakeSwap is going to be coming out with their NFTs too. I think that's going to kill it. I think between ApeSwap, between BabySwap, right? If they can win top 10 in the Most Valuable Builders Phase 3. They don't have to win number one, but top 10. Uh, between ApeSwap, BabySwap, PancakeSwap. Between those three exchanges, they can create some really cool artwork that could blow up the stage and really get decentralized exchange NFTs up there in the rankings. That's going to change everything. Another thing is PDE games like uh, My DeFi Pet, for example, which is similar to Axie Infinity, just like, in my opinion, a lot more advanced. I think that once they can stake their pets, once they have a marketplace, you're going to see that go way up in value. Another one that they're probably not able to report is Dragonary because Dragonary operates on the coronary blockchain. So it's kind of separate, though the Dragonary token is bought on the Binance smart chain. It's like, uh, I think it's either a side chain or their own blockchain, but they run everything on their own coinery, like, you know, type of, it's, it's kind of complicated. I'll have to look, maybe blockchain is the wrong word. However, it's going to be hard to translate that marketplace directly to like something like Dapp Radar. So man, this was a cool rant. I'm glad that I got this out there because I can't stress this enough, man. I'm sick of hearing Gary Vee and Matt Kalish talking about these NFT projects and totally like, isn't it? I mean, for me, it, you know, they mentioned Axie Infinity and I'm sure they're aware of what's going on. But for me, it's kind of like, I don't know, it feels like, wow, there's some really cool projects happening. And I kind of feel bad for them because number one, the retail investors are seeing them like Bunny Park and My DeFi Pet on the Binance Smart Chain. But no, none of these NFT celebrities, if you will, are talking about them. And I don't like that because it's like, dude, these projects are really cool. 
So I kind of wanted to give them a little bit of a shout out too. And I love Gary B and Matt Kalish, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, I think things are a little bit, you know, not very transparent here. Because I look at the data, I look at the facts every single day. And this this is malreporting. This is malreporting. Dapriar, come on. I love you guys, but get your stuff together. Let's get some let's get some BSC NFT marketplaces integrated with what you guys got going on, whether you have to talk to the projects, whether you have to figure your stuff out, whether the maybe it's not even DAP radar's fault. Maybe it's the projects on BSC not linking to DAP Radar. In that case, I apologize, DAP Radar. I'm glad I got that thought out too. In that case, my DeFi pet, let's go. Come on. Well, you don't have a marketplace yet, so maybe not you guys, but <laughs> some of you some of the other marketplaces on the BSC. And look, if you are from DAP Radar, if you know why the the reporting is so bad on the 30 day for the top, you know, for the last like 300 projects let me know in the comments if you if you have any assumptions why let me know because my community actually is very intelligent and smart and i'm sure if you're an ethereum person and you're just trying to like you know prove me wrong on why there shouldn't be any diverse things and you have some i don't know witty but not really certain reason on why that like 130 to 179 nft collections on dap radar are, are posting almost $5 of volume or like $30 of volume on the 24 hour, then yeah, I don't want to hear it. But if you're actually like coming from a good place, you know, different NFT projects I'm citing from other blockchains, and you're aware of DAP radar, and you have a reason on why the reporting is so uh, not transparent here, let me know that as well. But um, either way, it only takes one, it only takes one shot. And once something like my DeFi pet, right? Once something like my DeFi pet explodes and has that explosive moment where they're on everyone's iPhone, they're on every every single, um, I guess, YouTuber's front page when they post a piece of news, whether from Cointelegraph or all the way in depth on BSC News, and whether you just have gamers just streaming on Twitch, hundreds of thousands of viewership, Hey, look how I'm making about $30 a day or $100 a day on my DeFi pet. That's going to change this whole dynamic, I think, pretty quickly because it will be unavoidable. And the cream always rises to the top. I'm not saying that, you know, CryptoPunks or Axie Infinity are ever going to be dead. They might just have historical value. But I am saying that once we get one BSC project, whether it's a decentralized exchange NFT that offers IAOs and other functionality and utility, or whether it's a project that you know, is from a PETA e-gaming sector or a SaaS NFT platform type of deal. Once that breaks through the top 10, like shit's going to go crazy, guys (laughs) and girls. All right. So that's enough. I probably talked for about 40 minutes. Uh, Listen, I love you. Thank you so much for watching. This was a total rant video. The name's Jay Crypto. The goal is to get to 10,000 subscribers by uh, October. Um. Anything's possible. We'll see if we can do it. That's the goal. I'm going to stick to it. And uh, yeah, so other than that, this is Jay Crypto. As always, I'm out.